This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by our NAACP Image Award-nominated book, Truth Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation. Get it where all books are sold. Sisters, how y'all feel? Brothers, y'all all right? If this is your first time at Truth Table, welcome to the table. And if you've been sitting at the table with us all these years, we are so grateful that you have been listening to us through these years, and we are inviting you to partner with us and support our work at patreon.com slash truthstable. Now pull up a chair and have a seat at the table with us. Hey y'all, welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, C. How you doing, girl? I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Don't stop till you nap enough. I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired out here. How, How are you doing? I'm, um, I feel the itis coming on because I just had a very delicious meal, uh, but I'm good. <laughs> Happy to be at this table with you. Happy to be in person. Yes. Video. Listen, y'all, this is, this is indeed a privilege. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's <laughs> happening. It is happening right now, real yes. time. So mm-hmm. glad to be at this table with you uh, as we're talking, trying to figure out, okay, what do we want to talk about? Oh, well, I think. What's well, on the table? Well, something that's going to make many people tired, but I think we need to. I think we need to, I think we need to grapple with the reality that we are in 2023 and before we know it, we will be in 2024 and not just 2024, we'll be at November, 2024. You know what happens in November, 2024? Yes. It's the next presidential election. And also, Deep known, side. All, look, also known as when the people act a fool. <laughs> My goodness, it wasn't that's, that's always also the case, what it's called. Well, I, mean, I think it's always been a little sketchy. I mean, some, some but, years, but recently it has come to a whole new level of of shenanigans. So that's that's what's on the table. We we're talking about gearing up mentally, physically, spiritually, psychologically, economically for the the next presidential election, twenty twenty four presidential elections. Woo. Honestly, the thought of it, y'all, I could take a nap. <laughs> But can you nap your way to revolution? No, we cannot. <laughs> we cannot. Although you do need to rest. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I'm with, I'm with the rest. But we yeah, we're we going to have to, we're going to have to plot for good, y'all. Plot for good. Strategize for good. Okay. So why, when we talk about the presidential election and gearing up for it and whatnot and how we feel <laughs> about just thinking about it, why is it fatigue that comes to mind. Why, why, why do we feel tired when we yes. talk about Why do we feel tired? <laughs> so, I mean, I, th- I think of, I, we are, we are more politi- than in recent history. Because yes. we have been through several, uh, at this point, several presidential elections as adults. So, yes. why this one? More, yes. More so yes. Well, well, first of all, we, we are, we are political people. We, we enjoy a good political talking, talking point in, in, uh, in conversation. We, we chatted up about politics. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not anti-political. You, you meet some people that are like, well, Ain't I just political. don't get into politics. I don't have much, you know, I'm like, oh no, no, no. We, we're alive on the planet. There are thoughts, things impact I'm us. For Jesus. Jesus Stop is not it. on the ballot. Stop it. Don't diminish his lordship. My word, people, Stop. my word, cop out, cop out. So, um, so, so all that to say is that we're, we're not anti-political discussion. So that in of itself is not what I think is fatiguing. I think over the last decade, we have just seen, I know I have seen just 
uh, high levels of fool- foolery. Yeah. Particularly from the American Christian community, uh, broadly speaking, but also subgroups that have just been concerning. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I, I think my fatigue is an anticipation of what I know from the data and the trends and from just anecdotally what has happened as we move into 2024, <laughs> you know, it, it it's going to good, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a thing. They're going to cut up. That, that's why, that, that's what I think my fatigue is about. How, how would you describe yours? Ooh, I just feel like I'm still trying to recover from the 2016 election. Why? What was wrong with that? That was, that was so just great. Exhausting. <laughs> so exhausting. Traumatizing. Hillary Clinton win the popular vote. Trump take it home because the electoral college needs to be abolished. Oh my word. Period. But, but if we did that, then we would have to really consider one vote per person. And imagine that in a, my, in a democracy. This mm. is an oligarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I keep, I keep trying. It's an it's been it's an aspirational democracy. Oh my goodness! It is a representative oligarchy. Is yeah. what it actually is. But. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So <laughs> I think about that election, and um, that was just really, really exhausting. It I mean, was. just from the moment um, that Trump announced and the way that he announced and derided a whole community <laughs> he during came his out, campaign. He came out the gates, came down the escalator. Cutting Ooh. a fool. Mm-mm-mm. So, uh, yeah, it's been a chaotic roller coaster ever since that man announced his presidency and then actually was installed as president. You know, and, yeah, I think there's, yeah. And then January 6th in 2020. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, I mean, back, I mean, then we talked about, I've been talking about fascism since 2016 and people thought we were being paranoid. I'm like, what? I know. And now it's just, it has been wreaking havoc. I am like, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. And we're meant to be tired. It's by design. Yeah. And it's working. Cause listen, I'm tired. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I do not think of myself as a, as, as a hyperbolic person. I, I think I am. I, yeah. I, I don't think that I'm overly dramatic when I say like something is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember people kind of gaslighting us as, as, as an expression of their, and I would say rooted in their, both misogyny, their racism, their disrespect, their ageism, not knowing exactly even how old we were. But one truth- commitment to the Republican Party. Uh, yeah. But when Truth Table first launched, I remember people being like, oh, this is over the top. This is, you know, like our, our political critiques. Our pro- and I was yeah. like, no, it's, it's really terrible. It's really bad. And uh, we we started when we kicked off our very first series was the resistance, the resistance series. And I try to remind people of that when they if they hear us say something political and they're like, oh, I don't know about that. I'm like, this the very first episode was God help us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the citizens are clowning again to the yes. 30 million plus of them. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah I mean, from we, we are not new to this. We are true to this. Mm. So it is like a trip that's like, OK. Woo, it's time for another presidential election. I still, I feel like yeah. I still have not recovered from this one. From 2020. Right. Been tw- have you, did you forget that one? Oh. There's 2016, 2020. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, th- I'm thinking the presidential one, but yeah. Yeah, that was, that was the presidential, yes. Yeah, I don't, it's you, just, that, that's, you mean the pandemic? This is, this is, a, this is, this is your trauma fog brain. Yes. 
we've had so 2016 was when uh trump beat clinton 2020 is where we had the biden harris ticket no right Mm -hmm. you forgot that Mm -hmm. biden is now the president yeah (laughs) it's just been a lot i don't know it's just all exhausting i'm like oh because it just always feels very you know why because january 6 6 also happened that's true. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. There's when been, yeah, why does it feel like this? Yeah, yeah, when there was literally a, a civil a pan- war. There's also the pandemic. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's been a lot that's mm-hmm. been happening in between. Yeah. It's just, it's been, yeah. it's been chaotic. Yeah, so it's been chaotic. So it's like, what do we, what do we do? What do we, how do we think about these things? How do we prepare? You know, what do we, what do we do? Mm, my my my. I mean, yeah. What what do we want to do differently? That could be another thing too. I will tell you this. I, from a physical and mental health health standpoint, I can't, I cannot respond in the same way that I did in 2016. Again. Well, yeah, if we're in a different place now, I mean, what's done is, I mean, Pandora's box has been opened. There's yeah. nothing. I mean, intellectually, I will respond yeah. the same way, but it, but I think for those of us who had an awareness of how, how this is, this is devastating, people are going to die. Like we said, we said that like this, like this is a big deal. Elections matter. You just, you just can't get weird and be like, well, I just, you know, I'm just not worried about it. Like we have to give an account for, uh, again, we don't know all the answers. I don't know the ins and outs of any of these people's hearts, but with the information that's on the table, we have to make prudent decisions Decisions. that center the people with the least social power amongst us. And, and when we don't do that, we we can't even fathom just how wild the ride is going to be. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. I think um, you know when I when I think about you know what do we do? How would I engage differently? I think that I just can. I I am actually a news junkie, but I was I really can't engage as much, you know, as I had in the past because I think I just have to be able to protect my mental health, my stamina. I think we're going to need a lot of resilience, I think, yeah. um, to get through this next We have to complete the loop set. of social movements. Yeah. Like you can't start off like fight the power and then you're like, and what were we talking about again? Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to have to have enough energy to, to stay the course. Yeah. You're going to have to have, you have enough energy, you know, to stay the course. And I think also part of why, um, it's so fatiguing is that, um, I, I have, um, I, I can just see things before they happen. Oftentimes, not always, but that, that's just kind of having a, yes. what it means to have like a prophetic gift. And so I can see some things that happened before, before, way before they happen. And so when you say it, you know, when you catch the vision, people will call you um, all types of names. <laughs> They'll say you're not saying it right. They'll gaslight you. And then, you know, time always proves. Right. Time is the ultimate judge of whether a prophet is true or false. You know, because it's right. it's it's in time that you know whether that word was true. That's right. You know, or whether it was false. It's time that tests the veracity of that word. But it's hard when you're when you have that gift and you can see things from afar off and you're like, no, stop, don't let's turn around, let's go the other way. People are like, no, we're gonna keep going, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> you want me to keep going. I'm like, okay, well, all right, I tried. Oh, all right, self destruction. That's where we're headed, and now we're here. That's <laughs> what the song said. Unfortunately, that's where that's where we are now. You know, so I think that's also what's exhausting is being able to have some foresight, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, why the heck I have some foresight? I mean, but <laughs> I was, I mean, I would say that you, sometimes, don't, you, you know, don't, it's really is bliss sometimes. Yeah, but you don't even have to have like spiritual discernment foresight to know, because we've had 
And there, there really is enough like data. <laughs> like, I mean, not even like. Well, I don't think you need to have the spiritual discernment and foresight now where mm-hmm. we are right now. Post Trump, but, but even, I think you but needed it in 2016. I well, think people just they people. I know. Not. I think you know why? Because this was this was Trump that was not Central Park. Five. People didn't think of him uh, as Central Park Five Trump. They thought about him as the Apprentice Trump. This that is they true. knew on reality. You know what I mean? They right. still kind of there was a little bit of a rebranding for him. You know, right. so people saw him like every week on uh, NBC. You know, the Apprentice. Mm-hmm. So I think there was some like, oh, how mm-hmm. bad can this be? It could be real bad. Well, in a lot of ways, for me, for me, Trumpism as a as an ideology, as Mm -hmm. a political philosophy is so much bigger than Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. So so I agree with you that, yes, he had been rebranded into the celebrity apprentice guy guy and marketing person and whatever. He's, you know, commercialized and not not the incredibly insensitive person who took out a one page advertisement calling for the lynchings of teenage boys Mm -hmm. in the Central Park Five. Like that's. Facts, receipts, evidence. Yes. His personality, his character, the way he rolls, slumlord. Mm-hmm. So that, so you're right. They didn't know that there was rebranding. But I do think the philosophy that undergirds what we now describe as Trumpism, for oh, anybody yeah. who was attentive to just, I don't know, a basic racism 101 in America. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently not everybody I mean, is. hello. <laughs> I, what, what is happening? I mean, I think some of us knew like, yes. Will 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 America not be tricked, but will they willingly elect a reality TV star who is known, who is known for mistreating people with dozens of sexual assault and harassment allegations? Dozens. 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 Not a couple. Dozens. dozens. Will they be like, yeah, this is the right thing to do? And yes, they will. And yes, they will. And yes, they do. <laughs> And yes, they will again. And listen, because he's actually, I mean, they're saying that he still, he has the the political, you know, power to still become the nominee. Well, they say he may not. He is is currently, he is currently, despite the indictment, he is currently the top candidate on the Republican ticket right now. Help us, Lord. That's, that should, that, I think that should that be shameful. I don't know. I don't know. And listen, I, I don't know what to tell people like that. That just, you know. And so I know people are like, though, you know, Brene, Brene Brown's, Dr. Brown's work around shame. And, you know, people are like, no, we can't embrace shame. So there are different types of shame. And there is sometimes a need Oh yeah, for a communal oh, no, no. shame, there's, a communal there's some, there's grappling. There's some redemptive uses for shame. <laughs> yes. There are some. There, I, there's going to need to be some sackcloth so and ashes. I think there's going to need to be, and we we actually never had that moment. We've never had the. Um, we repent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We ain't seen it yet. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, the wholesale repentance that should have come post Trump, uh, post COVID, if however you know, however, right? you know, or you know, where we are right now. Um, yeah. I mean, January 6th, I was thinking about this the other day, January 6th uh, happens and it, 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 it is, it is lamentful and it's sad that there is a woman who lost her life during January 6th. I mean, there's life is precious, sad. That's right. We both, we all know there could have been a whole lot oh, more people killed more. that day, mm-hmm. including sitting Congress senators, people, senators, and, yeah. And the vice president of the United States, like all of this could have happened. That was not like, uh, that was not dramatics. Uh-uh. That was like, that really was going down. And, and now even to this day, you have people who minimize that, you know, you know, I'm in, we're in Nashville sitting recording right now. And we just had 
not too long ago, people comparing the protests that happened related to gun safety to January 6th. Yeah. I mean, really? In what universe? I mean, really? In what universe? So sometimes I do recognize that some of this is political theater designed for polarization. It's strategic. So I get that. But then within that, you have the folks who are saying it because they know they know it's a lie and they're trying to. Oh, yeah. Gin up their. Yeah. yeah, But then even. but, But amongst them, you have the people who really believe it. And that's my concern. The ones that buy it. Yeah. We do have some true believers. Amongst us. I mean, they scale the walls of the Capitol. Like the true believers are like taking fire extinguishers and and beating uh, the Capitol police. You mean the true believers in the that believe in conspiracy the, the theories? OK. Yes. Just trying to be clear people. Yeah. And well, so- and with, and who, who overlap with people of faith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the so the zeal that they take for their nationalism is comparable to the zeal that they ought to have for a faith tradition. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so they, so it's fanatical. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Whew, y'all, we're going to, we're going to need some interventions. We're going to need some intervent- divine interventions. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about preparing ourselves for this upcoming presidential election. Making sure we're protecting our witness. Let's, <laughs> how can we do this? Amen. We're going to find out when we come back. So don't go nowhere. Our NAACP Image Award nominated book, Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation is making waves and shifting culture. I closed this book feeling like I had just partaken in a multi-course meal filled with grace and the courage to carry on. And I believe you'll finish this book feeling the same way. Morgan Harper Nichols, artist and poet. Buy Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation at our website or wherever books are sold. All right, y'all, we are back to talk about how are we going to prepare for this upcoming presidential election and maintain our witness? Mm. Uh, AKA known as don't cuss nobody out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, you know, become just negligent with your words, your time, your, your listen, body. And the that. brain frog is real. So listen, that's why I was like, I can't be, I can't follow every jot and tittle. <laughs> trauma, trauma, trauma drives. But we really did experience a cultural trauma though. I think, and I, and I think that sometimes <laughs> people don't always have that language or think about it, but yes. we've been through a lot. <laughs> collectively. We, yes, the community. The collective of the, the community of the Americans. And these yet to be United States have been through a lot. Yes, yes. Whether you've been complicit or not, we've all, it, it is a cultural trauma. Whether you brought it on by voting for him or not. You know, like seriously, Listen. it's just like we've collectively, Listen. you know, experienced this. So I just like, <sighs> so like, okay, so let's talk about church because when. <laughs> Back in 2016, when when um, Trump was elected and, you know, installed and all that, you know, there was a mass exodus from right. from white evangelical churches. Let's be clear, specific. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the pandemic brought on something else. But, you know, mm-hmm. 2016 pre-pandemic, there was a mass exodus of people of color. Mm-hmm. You know, so this would be black, mm-hmm. indigenous people of color mm-hmm. leaving 
uh, more so white evangelical spaces yeah. because it was white evangelicals by and large who elected um, Trump yeah. to be president in yeah. 2016. White people, white people in general, but mm-hmm. disproportionately so. Yes. White people who identify as Christian. Evangelical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of BIPOC, Black, Indigenous people of color left mm-hmm. um, those church spaces um, and maybe went to others. Some never returned. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, of course, the pandemic hit and then everybody went online. That did not help. So it's been, yeah, the church has actually been through a lot of um, a lot of shifts um, over the last, uh, what, where are we? So la- over the last six plus years, mm-hmm. I'd say, you know. Um, so, yeah, what, I mean, what are your your thoughts about that? Well, since 2016, I mean, you've also had uh, Me Too, Church Too movement. Right. That's um, right. You've had pretty prominent, known, almost celebrity status, uh, religious figures, you know, have awareness of certain scandals have come mm-hmm. to light mm-hmm. and, you know, making mainstream news. So, I mean, all of those things impact people and That's right. whether or not they feel like there is a place for them, let alone a safe place mm-hmm. for them within Christian communities. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I get why there's been an exodus. I get why there's been exhaustion. And even with the with the ex-evangelical white movement mm-hmm. out of mm-hmm. uh, some of these space, uh, spaces, because some of that is just is embarrassment, yeah, um, frustration, some r- spiritual abuse and harm. I think all of that is in there. Um, but I also think some of that also trickled down into uh, Black America, particularly Black uh, young millennial and yeah. uh, Z, Z mm-hmm. their expectations of what church should be and what mm-hmm. church should talk about. I don't think people talk enough of, enough about that, but even though those churches are separate, the churches are, churches are largely highly segregated. segregated yeah. uh, that doesn't mean our educational experiences are, and it doesn't mean that our online experiences are completely segregated either. And so I do think there was, there were younger African-Americans who started asking specific questions of the black church mm-hmm. in a more forceful way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's some long overdue, some necessary and needed, but also I think in fairness, some also informed and inspired by white ex-evangelical. It's not only just you receiving, but you also giving to that community, right? You being there, um, by you being there, people benefit because you have gifts, you have particular talents, you have right. particular vantage point, you have particular skills, right? That kind of help to um, strengthen and edify mm-hmm. and equip Mm-hmm. The members of the body and the church um, mm-hmm. strengthen overall by your presence, too. I think people need to know that. Yeah, it's not that you um, only have something to receive. You also have something to give, you know, and that and the gift, that gift is yourself. You know, so we do need you. And so I do think that the church will be important. Finding a good, healthy church. Let me say it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a good, healthy church um, that preaches the gospel, uh, that actually lives the gospel out, uh, that. Um, that is on the side of the poor, the oppressed, you know, it doesn't yeah. malign them yeah. and beat them up for being poor, <laughs> which is oftentimes a trope in the, uh, and the modus operandi of, uh, uh, of Americans in this place, um, making mm-hmm. sure that you can find a good, healthy church, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that really is on the side of, of, yeah, of the marginalized, which is, who God is for and who God stands with, you know? Um, and I know it's hard to find a good church. It's a theme throughout scripture. It's a whole theme. And I know it's hard (laughs) to find a church. So I I don't say that as if that's easy. 
I am not saying it's easy. Especially these days, I think it's really hard to find some good, humble pastors that really are Mm -hmm. about the business of the local church, you know, preaching the word, studying the word, showing, studying to show themselves approved, and then also going after the flock going after the sheep mm-hmm. and tending to them and making sure that they're okay and knowing, yeah. you know, what's With going the on in their lives. And capacity to do that. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think it's going to be interesting on this go around. I, yeah, I do hope that people learn lessons and that they're in a good church community where they don't have to feel or as if their church community has betrayed them in the voting booth and left them, um, wow. left them out, you know, mm-hmm. hung them out. High and dry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and let them fend for, left them fending for themselves in the way that they were mm-hmm. in 2016, let's say. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just hope that we learn that many people have learned mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, I mean, I get it. The people, we have difficult choices. I mean, it's not like this is this is always easy. I mean, I can critique probably every political party and all the things, but uh I'm just not <laughs> buying that all the things are equally bad in all the same ways and the both sideisms and uh, you know everything's everything is bad. On, yeah. Y'all. Everything could be bad but everything ain't bad in the same, same way. way. There are levels. There are, <laughs> there levels, are, to there are this. levels to this. And there are some things that are just that are just urgent that we have to attend to now. And uh so yeah, I just I think that so the people who are just kind of like they throw their hands in the air and they're just like, "Well, I just can't engage at all." And I don't like our two-party system. And, and I'm like, yeah, I agree. Ditto. I have to deal with reality. I mean, what is happening? Like you, you, you don't get to just be like, well, I don't like it. So it doesn't exist. What? I don't like the system that's, either. I don't like so living privileged. in, I don't like living in a representative oligarchy, but I do. <laughs> and so I have to do the best I can to engage it. But yeah, I do think that, um, it's going to be really, it, it's going to be important for us to, uh, be able to, I don't know, be, be a people that know that we ought to exercise our uh, um, right to vote. I think we should. I think that's also good stewardship of what our ancestors have done, first of all, to give us <laughs> yeah. the, the right, you know, um, to vote and to Black Americans, women, yeah, you that, name it. That's really, really important. But I also got to, I think we have to know and we have to be able to look to God mm-hmm. to know like, okay, God, ultimately, ultimately you are sovereign, you know, and that my salvation is not in the DNC. Okay. <laughs> it's just not, you know, yes, like. Or the Green Party. This is or the, the Green mm-hmm. or the Republican. These are just yep. a means, you know, of grace to be able to get this government to function and to work on behalf of the people. Now, whether it's doing that <laughs> in an equitable way and, and in the ways that we want to, that's a whole other story. Yeah. I do think that we're also contending with in this upcoming election is disillusionment um, sure. from, and I think probably even greater disillusionment probably from uh, previous elections because mm-hmm. they seen what happened in 2016, um, because they see that sometimes, you know, they just get our vote and then we don't really mm-hmm. get the, the promises, the campaign promises yeah. don't come to fruition. We still don't have our student loan debt. 
canceled and Listen. we know why because we have the racial analysis yes um but also i think that <laughs> it'll be, um, it be january 6 all over these streets <laughs> exactly again and so and then not to mention like for millennials you know we i, I think many of us still remember bush and gore and what happened there? Oh, so let's certainly anybody older than millennial, definitely. Yeah, because yes. you know, that was the first time that that was the first election I got to. Uh, you know, yeah, that was the first election yeah, I got yeah. to vote in. And so we're like, you know, hmm. I know. Do you think that's that my vote matter? That was because y'all still do what you want to do. It you was know? wild. So that was wild. That was my. <laughs> that was our first introduction to, into voting. You know, and so when you think about that. Uh, you have a whole generation <laughs> where this right. is the reality for them. Like that was their first election yeah. and that's what they experienced. I mean, it's, it's pretty the, well known the, the way that the, the vote worked. I mean, it, the, the, how the popular vote actually went in that election. Can people, you're asking, and that's years what you're ago. asking is, can people say the truth? Can people so, say, like, <laughs> we're going to have to deal with tell the truth. truth, regardless of which party you like, which be, we're going to have to sit with that. Yeah. So I think all that, that that's all in the, you know, the backdrop, mm-hmm. you know, and then and, and, and not to mention all the multiple crises and economic crises we've been through and all the, yeah, listen, all the things, like, you know, sort of like, so people do go in thinking, well, what's the point? Why should I do this? I think mm-hmm. that if you're one of those people, I think that ultimately the reason why we show up, I think is because of the sacrifices that um, our people have already been through in order for us to vote, but also ultimately because we are kingdom citizens and because we are kingdom citizens, what it means to steward our kingdom, kingdom, kingdom citizenship is to be able to steward our earthly citizenship here in the U S. And one of those ways that we do that is by voting. And I would argue voting in a way that benefits the marginalized. And so I think that's, that is also an implication for us. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we get, you don't get to abdicate Mm -hmm. our responsibility. You're not some good Christian by sitting out from voting. That actually makes you cowardly. Make a choice. It's hard. Make a choice. The options are not great. Make a choice. And they're also very different. They're very different. Make a choice. What is happening? Oh my God! Do you think it's some virtue? But, it's not. But but I, but it's I, not I, a virtue. But I will say this, and, and so we centrism have, is not a virtue. But I'm saying we have a very different socialization. And not to mention, we have a very different socialization process, though. Yeah. Okay. There are people who really have been told that they are not Christians by Christian leaders in their That's spaces. True. Oh yeah, yeah. If they make the wrong choice, even though I, I I'm a product of a, a particular black church tradition that was certainly definitely in the, the, the 80s and the 90s, overwhelmingly Democrat voters, like unapologetically so. Um, I, I don't remember ever having a pastor or anybody who I look up to or am shaped by in willful discipleship, like put that kind of pressure on me to be like, you have lost your faith. You are not a believer if you don't take X, Y, Z position or if you don't mm-hmm. vote for this candidate. Mm-hmm. I do know that there are some people who are a part of traditions where on the nose, people say those types of things exactly. and mean it. And these are the kind of people that they actually look up to. Now with me, I'm probably not going to look up to you if you actually think that salvation <laughs> hinges on my agreement with your political candidate. I'm probably like, okay, well, you're not probably the best person to disciple yeah. me. I'm not going to take your Christian card, but I just know that you're not going to be mm-hmm. an, a, an educational influence mm-hmm. on me. You're not going to be... Someone I learned from. Exactly, exactly. And I think we have to be able to separate... And be able to say, this is a person who I pray for, I'm grateful for, I want them to be blessed, but that's not the voice that I'm going to be learning from <laughs> or being shaped and by. It's okay. And it is okay. But, but, but in fairness to people who are so conflicted and they feel like, 
I didn't know how, I don't know how to vote. I don't know what to do. Some of them really do have in, in them That's true. that socialization process of if you get this wrong, you are a bad Christian. You're a, you know, whatever. And, and as, as hard as I critique Trump voters, and cause I feel like it's pretty obvious. We don't want to give him power. This mm-hmm. seems very mm-hmm. obvious to me. Mm-hmm. I, I can't take their Christian card. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, salvation is not contingent upon your political affiliation. It does say something about our political alliances and allegiances. It does say something about how we see our neighbor. neighbor. That's yes, true. It does. it does say something about how we see our responsibility or how we understand what's happening for other people, right? It, it does speak to that. Even how we view other people. Even how we Do view, we see them? All of that is, all of that is on the table, right? Even people I know who might take a view that says like, well, you know, it's important that the government, you know, um, it's important that we support people who have resources and capital because they're going to be able to support people who are poor. So by supporting those, <laughs> I mean, this is, it's millions millions of it them. It never trickles down. But million, I know, but this, exactly. The tri- trickle the, down the, economics. Listen, trickle down empathy does not exist. Mm-mm. It does not it exist. Does. Now we know that because we're marginal, we represent yeah, marginalized exactly. groups. Exactly. But for other people who are, who are outside of that space or who are, who are deeply identify and long to be like the people outside that space, they really do. I think there's, the people are sincere. There are people who are really sincere that are like, no, no, no. We want to make sure that millionaires and billionaires are able to keep all the resources that they have because they're going to, they're the job creators. They're going to help the poor. Because <laughs> you know how much they care. I well, mean, that's they right, since, capitalism saves us. Right? Listen, listen. So that, that's, but, <laughs> but, but I, but I at least try to understand yeah, I know, I know. that perspective because yeah. that is really where the people are. And there are churches that do straight up teach that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, I, I get into a good, healthy church. You know, yeah. you can find, listen, I know it's not easy, but there are so many churches, y'all. We really mm-hmm. are. We don't have an excuse. Yeah. And now, of course, I'm not trying to minimize hurt, um, uh, anybody that's experienced spiritual abuse or yeah. church hurt. What's most important I'm is, not is, trying is to, your healing. Mm-hmm. Get your healing. Get your healing first. Get what we need to do. Yeah. And then find yourself a good, healthy church. Right. Um, uh, and so I think those are some good practical things I can think of. Of course, uh, presidential elections are only one way of yeah. one, one. R- ramp of political engagement. Yeah. Of course, local politics is really, really important. Very local elections important. Are who we uh, elect for a judge and sheriffs and all types of uh, yeah. other, um, ways that we can engage politically. Of course, joining civic organizations, um, you know, if you're part of a BGLO, you know, then, you know, mm-hmm. getting active within, within, um, those organizations as well, you know, uh, so I mean, you know, just, there's a lot of different ways that we could be politically engaged, but I think can also guard ourselves from the, well, at least try to guard ourselves yeah. from most of the chaos because <laughs> it's chaos. Yes, it <laughs> chaos. Well, and, and to maintain a commitment to love people who are going to see this yeah. very differently. I mean, I, I, there have been so many hard lessons. I do think that people have walked away trying, trying to learn though. Right. Uh-huh. Obviously not on the, the scale of what we can look to and say, like, these are the, the shortcomings, the concerns that we have, but there are ministries that have responded with like trauma informed preaching and practices. Uh, there are, there are, there are churches who have opted to leave certain fellowships and denominations because they felt That's like right. they were not 
best equipped mm-hmm. to help them in loving people well. And so there, I know personally, right. And we can, we can see that people have made some changes in responses to hard lessons learned uh, over the last several years. Um, and then based on to what extent that church has uh, the resources, because some of this stuff, you know, is there's there's a matter of, of funding and support and know-how, right, mm-hmm. to make this happen. There are churches that have attempted to show up and to do something. And of course, there are, there are churches that have started over the last uh, four, five, six, seven years. And they're very the very birth of the ministry is tied to wanting a new way of doing church mm-hmm. or a return to a way of being the church mm-hmm. that is more mindful of people that are coming in as 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 being deeply wounded, the church as refuge. Yes. So reclaiming that. But it's going to take some work. Yeah, sure. And so even when I criti- even when we critique the church or when I cr- critique the church, I still try to be really, really mindful that there are people doing doing great work. Yes. Uh, sacrificial work that goes unnoticed. That goes unnoticed, um, and they don't have all the bells and whistles. They don't have, you know, the best Big sound systems, AV, musicians, you name it. Or they might have that. I mean, I don't knock something just because it's good too. I mean, sometimes we have this thing where it's like if a church is too polished, it, Jesus must not be there, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. but but I, I think it's possible that even if it's a, if it's if it's storefront that doesn't have very much financially speaking, or whether it's some mega churches, they're, they're much easier for me yeah. to critique mega churches are because uh, they kind of have a too big to fail philosophy with mm-hmm. them. But regardless of the size of the church, there are there really are genuine ministers of the gospel who are trying to respond sensitively mm-hmm. to what to the pain mm-hmm. that has happened and the pain that they themselves have also experienced. Yeah, yeah. because leaders leaders are a part of the church. Yes, yeah. Leaders are a part of and the church. And they also experience church. No. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to need a lot of patience. We're going to need a lot of grace. We're going to need a lot of wisdom and discernment. And passports. Passports are always in order. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's just. And I would say reminder. monetary prudence. Too, oh, yeah. You need to be very wise the, with your resources. Yeah. To whatever that. extent you can be. I mean, you may not, we might not have none right now, yep. but whatever you got, be, be very wise with it. Because yeah. I think we're going to have to be, make some really smart decisions with our money. Yes, exactly. In light of all the inflation that we've been experiencing, yeah. the crisis, you know, that's been bubbling yeah. within the banking sector, we have to stay ready so we ain't got to get ready. And at the end of the day, entrust ourselves to God. Well, thank y'all for taking a seat at the table with <laughs> us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Man, tweet us your thoughts and your ideas and your suggestions for how we can prepare for this upcoming presidential election. My, my, my. And Uphold our witness. Yeah. Tell us, seriously, is yeah. email us at asktruestable at gmail.com because we want to learn from you too, okay? <laughs> uh, don't forget to rate review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. We have been your hosts, Christina and Akemini. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.